This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Skate Podcast on WEEI.com. Bobby Orr, behind the net, the Sanderson, the Orr! Bobby Orr! Orr! For the first time in 39 years, the Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Talking Bruins and NHL. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. With writer and producer Brian DeFelice. Brian DeFelice is an emerging talent. Bridget Prue. Yeah, he's a little bit on the hot seat. Burn him! And WEEI.com Bruins writer Scott McLaughlin. Great Scott! Lace him up for some bees talk right now. I'm a damn dog! It's the Skate Pod on WEEI. Welcome into episode 126 of the Skate Podcast. I'm Brian DeFelice, joined by Bridget Prue and Scott McLaughlin. The Bruins defeat the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Red Wings, five four. Red Wings. Red Wings. Red Wings. <laughs> Off to a great start. <laughs> Red Wings, five to one, and they're seven and one. Their best start in franchise history. So there's. Good I gotta news. say, I'm for right off the bat. I'm glad you screwed that up because my entire life, I've always like had to think about saying Detroit Red Wings. Like, but for me, it's the Detroit and Red that that trips me up. Yeah. No, I'm surprised it's the first time I've messed that up before, to be honest with you. But I kind of like Wed Wings better, if I'm being honest. I'm <laughs> like, I go with that going forward. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's their it's their best start in franchise history, seven seven and one, which they've been around for almost hundred years, right? So uh ninety-eight years. This is ninety-eight. Nineteen twenty-four is when they started. So I mean that's that, right. that, that that says a lot about them. And um, you know, there's good there's good news from this game. Obviously, uh Brad Marsh and returns to the lineup. There's bad news too. David Krejci leaves with an injury, and there was some mid-game news as well with the Bruins trading away Jack Stanika, which we'll get into as well. So I'll throw it to you guys for some opening takes. Well, Brad Marchand looked like Brad Marchand. I mean, I guess we should have seen this coming, and I kind of mentioned the last podcast, like I wouldn't be surprised if in a week or two all of a sudden he's just back. Turns out I completely undersold it. He practices back in his usual spot on the top line on Wednesday. Uh, Bruins play a coy. Jim Montgomery says, I don't think he'll play Thursday. He'll be back before Thanksgiving. And then Thursday comes and he's in. He's ready to go. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure Montgomery knew he was playing. Based oh, on yeah, what oh, yeah. they definitely knew. They knew he was playing. They lied. They they lied. After the game, he was like, Montgomery lied to you. Uh, Thursday, but you know, he's telling the truth about Marshawn not playing tomorrow. Yeah. And they, Marshawn and, and Montgomery both explained that, like, they didn't want to announce anything until he really got like the final, final clearance because they didn't want to be like, yeah, he's probably going to play Thursday. And then Thursday, he doesn't get that final clearance. And now it's like, oh, what happened? It was their setback. So, uh, 
you know, whatever. It's a, a little little white lie, but no no harm, no foul. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, he looked great. Two goals and an assist. Uh, skating was there. His edge work, pivots, uh, you know, creating space for himself uh, off the defense. Like, it it looked like what, what we expect from Brad Marchand. And, you know, he said on Wednesday that he's skating pain-free for like the first time in six years, which is a pretty scary thought if you're the rest of the league. Um, you know, I know, so I know it's like to the outside and even probably to us, like initially it's like, Oh my God, like are they rushing him back? This is a month ahead of schedule. And it turns out they just kept this very quiet. But Martian said that the schedule had changed months ago and they had had right around this time circled. So, they probably knew, you know, in September that you know, it was going to be more like late October than late November. But I guess they felt like, you know, why tell anyone that? Like to to the same idea, you know, if there had been some sort of setback, well, now you already have like a, an extra month built in because that's what people thought all along. Yeah, he um he played great. You know, he he helped. Um, obviously he was a big addition to the power play, but he helped on their entries to the power play. I can think of a few times where he skated it into the zone and set things up. So um, you know, he he was a a big help on the penalty kill power play. He helped their entire game. Not really anything surprising. And coach said, you know, he thought his first forty minutes he was a little bit rusty, which is kind of funny because I didn't notice anything like super rusty about how he played early on in the game, but that he really turned it on. He thought um, in the last twenty minutes of the game. So uh, when we talked to Marshawn himself, he said that he felt like he made progress as things went on. He said, even if I played like complete crap, I still would have been happy because he just wanted to get in there and and start, um, you know, getting real game action under his belt. Yeah, and I, I got to admit, I was a little confused after practice yesterday when they when they said he wasn't going to play tonight against the Red Wings just because – and, yes, the Red Wings um, – just because the uh, – you don't why would you why would you give him top line rushes and top power play minutes and take that away from somebody the day before a game when you could be giving them reps and so like it just it just made no sense to me and then uh, obviously today they were like ah just kidding guys trick or treat we got you good efforts um <laughs> yeah but- we we really should have known like like cuz i made note of it on on wednesday I was like that's definitely a notable step but then when they tell you like oh you know not quite ready yet. It's like, oh, well, maybe, you know, they just wanted him to practice there to get reps, but it's like, yeah, we probably should have known something was up and he was very yeah. close. But yeah, now we know, Monday. now we know from McAvoy. When yeah. McAvoy yeah. gets out of a no contact jersey and practices with Hampus Lindholm, he's back. <laughs> yeah. Even Monday, they had Marshawn taking first line reps um, when we were there and he looked com- like completely back to normal on monday too right before they uh did their halloween costumes for the children's hospital i, I was yeah. like ah, he well, looks I think ready. monday mostly with the extra forwards he was with um he was well he was sneaking started Lico, with the I extra think. forwards but he also took reps top line reps too um so he he didn't disappoint when he came back and coach of course you know aj Greer is a tiger 
but Brad Marchand is a Tasmanian devil. So, um, and he'll bite someone's leg off to get (laughs) to the puck. So this, 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 this Montgomery, I'll tell you him and his nicknames. Um, Bridget, you bring up the power play and it looked it, you know, three for six tonight with Marchand in the lineup, obviously, as you mentioned, helps the zone entries, but clearly helps the finish too. Right. Um, both of his goals in the main advantage. So it just, it's just, uh, do you chalk up their early season power play struggles to the lack of personnel? Maybe, um, you add an all world player and it kind of starts clicking right off the bat. What? Scott. <laughs> Sorry. I, t- I totally missed that. I was looking something up. Dude, I thought Scott just like big time spaced out on us right there. No, no I was in the, you he's, he's, he's fixing the website for Scott's talks, a, a Scott McLaughlin charity. Um, <laughs> no, just, just the, just the, just the power play improvements, obviously with Martian back in there. Well, so I'll start because I, I don't. I, I figured Scott maybe still looking something up, but um, they start out with the all forward power play again, but they they throw Marshawn in there instead of Lindholm. They keep Krejci, DeBrusque, Pasta, and Bergeron, and then they had to go away from that obviously when Krejci got hurt. So they go back to putting Lindholm in, um, and it's it's kind of funny. That's the first time we see Marshawn like play that kind of I can't remember a time last season where they had an all forward power play I don't know about you guys so it was just interesting to see him go with all those guys at the same time but that unit wasn't very successful so they actually had more of their success when they threw Lindholm back in there yeah I mean they've used that like at times but it's never really been their base standard power play um obviously they had to change it once Krejci went down and then it 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 clicked, which, you know, I don't necessarily think like those two things are related. I think they just made adjustments to the Red Wings penalty kill. Um, but yeah, Martian definitely helped, certainly in terms of entries, which, you know, I know Bridget mentioned earlier and, and we talked about in the last podcast how they were getting, um, you know, too bunched up or kind of going laterally too much. Uh, Martian was kind of just doing his usual kind of dancing and darting into the zone. And then what he does so well is like that pull-up move where he gets kind of like halfway into the zone and then just that quick pull-up to get himself space and sort of survey the situation. Um, It's just kind of something that's been missing. We've seen a lot of, you know, turning it over at the blue line or trying to rim it around and hope, you know, that that someone's there to to keep possession. But Martian makes it look almost easy and obviously it's not or her other guys would be doing it um but yeah that that was huge well it's his it's his edge work too i mean that's when 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 martian retires that pull-up move is going to be it should be named after him i mean it's it's something he's been doing for 10 years and and he makes it seem effortless because his edge work is so is so strong um but you know it stands out to me and it's it's something we already knew about the player obviously but he steps back into the lineup. They're they're six and one without him. So tip of the cap to the Bruins for that. But just it's just the latest reminder of he's he's an absolute game breaker. I mean, I think the Bruins, I think they played fine the first two periods, but it was a, it was a game that was up in the air. It was kind of back and forth, and nobody really established you know too much dominance over the other team as far as um, you know territorial play. But he gets that power play goal in the second period and makes it to nothing. Yeah. Detroit scores late, but I don't know. It's, it's just, there's something about him, just his presence out there. It's just, he just, he's an added game breaker to the lineup. And for, 
you know, half a game, we finally got to see a pretty, um, one of the more elite top sixes in the NHL. Obviously, Krejci goes down, we'll get to that. But yeah, I mean, have, having him back is huge. And in addition to your stars playing playing well and, and, and being on the score sheet, once again, the Bruins got balanced scoring. And it starts with Charlie Coyle on that pull-up play that, that, that Scott was alluding to from Martian, but really pretty play from Coyle uh, through traffic, strong finish. Um, as the third period got underway, Craig Smith obviously got his first goal of the year. A um, little bit of puck luck, but again, putting it to the net, being in the right spot, and uh, and then and your, your stars were your stars, Pashnak, Marshan. So it was it was just a good overall team effort offensively. Yeah, I, I especially loved uh, the game Jake DeBrusque had. Uh, mm-hmm. He helps win win a battle along the boards with Marshan uh, to set up that coil goal, and uh, then Marshan's second goal. It's DeBrusque jamming away at the net front, keeping that play alive, and eventually it pops over to Marshan. Yeah, by the and- way, that I, I actually on the replay thought that – at first I thought that it was a rebound that Marshan grabbed, but on the replay I think DeBrusque like chipped it over to him. Like yeah. at the last second he chipped it over. Like he knew Marshan was crashing and kind of sneaking down, and he found him. Yeah, and DeBrusque was just making plays like that all night. Like I thought he was – his second, third efforts, his puck battles were just great. He kept consistently winning battles, keeping plays alive, um, and showing determination that has been there a lot more this season and late last season and wasn't there enough, you know, before that. But like, this was just prime example of the way that he needs to play and the way that he's capable of playing. Uh, and just how disruptive it can be, especially in line with Bergeron and Marshan, where those guys are doing that as well. Now you you know add a third guy who's going to play that way, and it's just an absolute nightmare for any defense. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know if this is you know if it's time for us to talk about like s- some of the other guys, or if you guys have any other thoughts on Marshan. But um, originally in the first period, I noticed this, and just kind of throughout the game as well, Pavel Zaka really just like didn't have the puck like he just like very rarely got opportunities um he very rarely had it the puck on his stick and I'm not saying that's on that's on him like it just seemed like he had a very low impact on the game where some of the other guys were rolling I mean even that that fourth line Felino looked fast like Felino was making plays um no sick was making a few plays too and was, you know, successful at the dot. But one of the guys that kind of was in the background, um, I think was Pavel Zaka. Yeah. And so- it was, it, it was a little bit of a, you know, not to like make excuses, but a little bit of a tough game for him where he gets flipped to his offside and moved to a new line. Uh, he's playing third line, right wing with Coyle and Frederick to start. And then moves to center, which he's obviously played in the past, but hasn't played this season uh, after Krejci goes down and he, and now he's with a bunch of different line mates. Um, kind of just a disjointed game from him. I, I do think he, he can tend to go quiet for stretches so that that part of it isn't entirely new, but I'll be a lot more interested. You know, Friday night, he's going to play center because Krejci's out. The Bruins already ruled him out for Friday night's game. And we'll see how they configure the lines. Um, 
you know, someone's going to, someone else besides Zach is also going to have to move up into that top six because Marshan's not playing Friday night either, uh, unless they lied to us again, but I don't think they did. Um, no, so he yeah, wasn't. I mean, so actually, I noticed that the other guys were all dressed to get on the plane and Marshawn wasn't. So like he was still walking around yeah. in his like shorts and stuff. So I think he's not traveling. <laughs> uh, but also worth worth noting that when we first talked to Pavel Zaka, when they first announced the the trade for um for him with Hala, um, we got we got a chance to ask him about playing the wing compared to playing center because, you know, he did start out his career as a center. And he said that he mostly the last few seasons with New Jersey had made the, you know, the transition into playing more wings. So I think it's been a while since he's played center um, because he had been trying to to fit that winger role in New Jersey for, you know, the last bit of his time there. And that might just mean the transition is, um, you know, a little bit slower. Um, just a thought on that. Yeah, and I, I think long term with the Bruins, obviously, it seems his fit's going to be alongside Coil, right? And I think that for them, they just need to get the reps. His his skating ability is it jumps off the page. He's a shot first guy, or at least they want him to be. And I think that that'll bold well with Coil. Obviously. Tomorrow night, they're not going to get that chance because you said he's going to be playing center. But I just think it's one of those situations where you just need um, familiarity and, and, and reps with the new team. And you see the skill set he has. It's early. You like to think that at some point he'll he'll pull it together. And you, I, I think that him and Coyle have, have a ton of potential. I just don't know who that third person should be. I know who it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be uh, Trent Frederick. I, I know – I, I it's it's well documented that our disappointment in him as a player over the majority of his Bruins tenure. I think there's been a few games here and there, notably earlier this season when he wasn't in the opening night lineup and got back in and had two strong games. But again, um, he had flashes in yes, tonight's game. He does he does? And this is the, tonight was the first time I was um, at a game in person this year, and it's just like you watch him live, and you guys have the luxury of doing it on a, on a gamely basis and going to practice and you watch him live and he definitely has a, a powerful stride, um, good North South speed, or at least powerful skating stride. He just doesn't do much. And, and when you have uh when you have a creative mind, like coil and a guy that can finish like coil and Zaka, you need somebody who, when they're healthy, can just play off of that. And, and Frederick just consistently just doesn't do it for me. And so, and I don't know if Craig Smith is, capable anymore either but i think he's more capable than frederick at having being in a more uh, offensive third line tonight was a good start for, for craig smith and they did a strong game last outing too he just didn't score so they still got to figure that out and i think that has to do with zaka too eventually well and zaka if you think about it i mean mostly he's been playing left wing so they move him over to right wing because they wanted to keep Frederick on that line with them. So it might make sense. You know, I could see them trying Zaka on the left side where he naturally would go. Um, assuming Krejci comes back and he's not playing center um, for an extended period of time. And then, yeah, maybe throw Smith up on, on the right side. I could see that being a line throw Frederick on the fourth line. Potentially um, they're, they're at a position right now where 
with the Krejci injury, they tried pretty much every combination under the sun. Um, as soon as Krejci went down, I'm watching it. It's like, okay, well, they threw Zaka in center. Oh, now, you know, Pasternak's double shifted with the fourth line and the in the second line. Oh, now he's on the first line and they go perfection line. And it's like I, everybody was everywhere as soon as Krejci went down. And it was just kind of like chaotic to try to keep track of up on the ninth floor, just like, okay, trying to keep a mental note when every single shift you didn't know whether or not it meant anything or not because like trying to figure out what they're going to do next game it was kind of hard to to tell and I feel like we're going to go into this game in Columbus and there might be a quick trigger for Montgomery to change things up um I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to the perfection line for a little bit because the reason why they like to keep Paul well, they can Poth- for for Columbus. Oh, that's true. They can't go for Columbus, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if Krejci's out if they go back to that because Hall is really, you know, he his chemistry is best with Krejci, so it'd be it's just going to be interesting to see what I, they do. I imagine it'll be Marshan Bergeron, DeBrusque, and Hall, Zaka, Pasternak. Um, Obviously, without Marshan, that changes. They, does does Hall go up there, or does DeBrusque flip over and someone like Smith goes up? Like, I, I don't know also, what they're going to do Friday. Coyle could center the second line, and Zaka could center the third line. It's like it's it's just all yeah. over the place right now. Coyle and Hall don't really click though, so I no. think I'd probably rather see Zaka with with Hall. I think, but we don't we haven't seen that yet, so we don't really know. True. I think it's a second of a back-to-back. I think whatever line combos they go into the game with, they're probably going to jumble them around just to try to yeah. get to the points at some yeah. point. I, I agree. I think it's going to be kind of all over the place. 